I would recommend to say yes to every opportunity that faces you, even though it might sound scary, but just say yes and it's gonna be the best experience and you're gonna regret that you didn't do it. But if you did it, you would just be so proud that you overcame your shyness. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine Hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country, and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz, and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, Switzerland, and Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, and in Spain, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, Top 20 on Apple Poland and in the Netherlands. And top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, and South Korea. So please keep supporting as we'll reach together 100 interviews and many, many more. And follow the new Instagram about this project, aziz.future. My guest today is Liza Nesterenko. Liza is a goal-driven Ukrainian student studying management of international communication in Riga, Latvia. She is an alumni of the English Access Micro Scholarship Program, a two-year course focused on English language and American history for exceptional high school students sponsored by the U.S. Department of State. Lisa was also a Future Leaders Exchange Program Flex participant in 2017-2018 and spent her exchange year in Des Moines, Iowa. During the program, she had the chance to take part in many conferences and seminars, including civic education workshops in Washington, D.C. After returning back to Ukraine, Lisa took over the position of American Council City Representative in Vinitsa. She organized different events, English clubs, and lectures in order to give back to the community in her hometown. In 2019, 
Lisa started her career as a sales representative in the field of chemical manufacturing. Then, at that time, at just 17, she became the youngest employee in her company. Her passions include foreign languages, interactions with new people, marketing, which all together helped her become successful at her job. Currently, Lisa is an Erasmus student at IULM University in Milano. While getting her degree and working, she keeps exploring new places and initiating new projects. The key to this is very simple. She does what she loves and loves what she does. Lisa, how are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm doing amazing. I've been waiting forever to join this podcast because I listened to many episodes and I was extremely thrilled to share my experience about Ukraine. And I'm sure that many people are excited to hear about Ukraine more because they do not hear about Ukraine every day, I think. And this is such a great opportunity for them to know more, just to know how people live here and what they do. Thank you. I am very happy to have you here. And let's begin with something. Do you have a moment or a story in your life that really shaped you to become the Lisa of today, whether in your childhood, teenage years, something that somehow impacted you, a story, a lesson, an experience, and change who you are? Probably the biggest change of my life was when I got the Flex scholarship and I had a chance to go to the United States. And to mention before, I was really, really shy and pretty young. I didn't know much about stuff like globalization, public speaking. And when I arrived, I was I was 15 and I just saw this new American high school and new people around. And I realized that this is really, really going to be life-changing. All the new experiences I've tried that I thought I would never try in my life. And I had this amazing year with my host family. And we became a family. And I called them my family, even though they're nowadays across uh, the ocean. But this is just the point when I started turning into Lisa. I am myself. So I think the Flex program was like the solid foundation for me leasing 2021 and i'm really really thankful for this i love that and i have a really specific question because i spoke to multiple people before not just from here who moved to new high schools and many of them they say that if things don't work in a way where you get integrated into the high school it becomes even worse, especially as a shy person, and you end up alone, uh, disconnected, and in a place where everyone knows each other and have friendships since childhood, and you're not. So what do you think your secret or the way that you think you are able to make that family your family, to make that high school your high school, and to make those friends become your friends, rather than slip into the mistake or the wrong path or the wrong way, which end up in isolation, loneliness because of shyness? Okay, I think the main idea is to start a conversation yourself, even if you're shy and you don't want to, you have to. 
because that's true in america my high school was pretty small so people knew each other and on the first day i was terrified but i was glad to know that there were another exchange students so i think i became friends with them this was really really important and then you just go to people and say that you're an exchange student from ukraine and americans they're so so excited to hear about it because they they do not know much about ukraine and they they start asking questions and they're super excited and that's that's why you meet other people and you start telling them about ukraine about where you're from and i never thought that people would be so interested in ukraine and after talking they're all they really want to come and see me and those are the people who would never consider coming to Ukraine ever. And this is one of the main goals of the program, to promote Ukraine, how great Ukraine is, so people can see that it's really worth a visit or just seeing something in Ukraine and moving to Ukraine. So I think this is the key to just start talking first to them. Thank you so much. That reminds me when you spoke now about people in the U.S. being excited, wanting to learn about Ukraine, and it's something you didn't expect at all. I had a friend when I was studying in Erasmus University itself. He was an exchange student that went there in Rotterdam from Japan. And everybody was like, wow, Japan, we love it. We love everything about it, etc." And he was like, I did not know that people were interested in Japan in this world at all. And then he changed. He became someone who dressed like samurai, <laughs> all that fun stuff. And we loved it even more. And he will put his head, his hair in a very like Japanese way. And he will have all kinds of things that were written in Japanese uh, on his backpack it's, and his clothes. He looked totally unique and cool and we loved it and he thought i thought i need to fit in but the more japanese i was the more people were excited and interested in me and i guess that was somehow that melting pot for you of learning about the culture of the u.s as well as you teaching them the best things about ukraine and therefore everyone evolving improving through the shared experiences and communication and exchange of energies and to ask you more not specifically about this but you were shy and then you became someone who gives workshops and you do public speaking and events that have crowds and when you speak loudly which is the opposite of china's is this correct yes and I think this is just me after starting talking first. I remember my first presentations, you know, your palms, they start sweating and you're, you're shaking, but then you go and you tell people this, those were the presentations about Ukraine and you see the audience, how excited they are and that they listen and they're really interested in it. And I think it really motivates you to move forward. Then you start giving presentations in your country. And then, for example, I moved to Riga and I started enjoying presentations. So every time something happens, I always participate. I always go first because now I really, really enjoy people and people listening to me. And especially when people give me feedback, I think this is the best. It means that they listened and they analyzed 
my speech and uh, they made some thoughts about it and they shared it with me. Thank you. So you go first whenever there is an opportunity to present and you love especially when people give you feedback because it means they listened and thought about it. When you receive feedback from people, how do you feel and why is that meaningful for you? I feel I feel very excited to hear what people think even when sometimes it might be not positive feedback but something to improve. But I feel so delightful that people took their time to listen to me and they were really interested in topic I talk about and then I analyzed what topics they really enjoyed or maybe what can be improved. And that keeps me going to give more presentations and to be even more open-minded and enjoy people even more. Be more open-minded and enjoy people even more. Well, you went all over the world, Ukraine, Vinitsa, Des Moines, USA, Riga, Latvia, Milano, Italy. If you are to compare the cultures of these four places, differences and similarities and interesting thoughts and maybe stories you can share, what would you say? Well, to compare, for example, Ukraine and Latvia, I would say that those two are pretty similar because it's uh, some post-Soviet countries, so maybe mentality is pretty similar and the values of the people. Uh, comparing Ukraine to United States, it was it was different because people in the United States, they just, I would say that they really focus on the U.S., so when you tell them some news that happens like in another country in Ukraine, they they're not aware, and that's why this I think the Flex program exists to give more knowledge about other countries to Americans because I think it's really important to learn about the world uh, as a whole, and about Italy. Italy is different from all of the countries I've been to. I've been in Italy for five months and I really, really enjoyed. I love the people, how friendly they are. That's what makes me even more and more sociable, how friendly they are. So they go first to talk to you, how they really value entertainment and they rest. Um, so they value this time to take a time off work. And I love Italian mentality. And this is just amazing how every Friday you're supposed to go out because it's time to spend some time with your friends. And I think nowadays Italian mentality is the closest to me. And I feel, feel a little bit Italian maybe. So you're an Italian girl born in Ukraine who lived in the U.S., and is studying in Latvia, correct? Yes, that's true. And that's that's just so exciting to tell the people because they go like, oh my God, you're so young and you've seen like the, the whole world and they start asking questions. So in the US, people ask me about Ukraine. Obviously here, people ask me about all the countries, about the US, how it was. 
And it is just, I think this international background makes you so easygoing. So you know that people are different and it's really important to find the special approach to a special person. And I think that just going to many countries and exploring or studying, working, it opens it opens many doors for you in the future. Special approach to special persons. Can you explain more? For example, well, it depends on the person. And if you see this person, for example, I've met some Americans here and I know how they act and their special phrases and their body language is different from European. And when you see them, you know what to ask and you know you know what to tell and about ukraine because every time they ask questions they ask really funny questions my favorite ones every american asks me if we have mcdonald's in ukraine and then i say yes of course we do and they ask questions like oh do you have roads in ukraine do you have oranges in ukraine and those are the questions that show that they're interested, but they know nothing and they cannot even make assumptions because they don't know this. And you, somebody needs to tell them uh, about Ukraine. So I am that person who loves to share my international stories. I noticed that sharing is very important for you, maybe expression or self-expression. Can you speak more about why that's so important? Sharing. I just felt like my exchange year in the US was this breaking point where I became so extroverted. I need people around me. I need to tell people something because I think it's so exciting. And people get so excited when you tell them something. And I feel like that is something that people really, really appreciate, especially when you tell some personal stories from the US. People love it as I tell it every time. And I think that's just amazing. And they feel you on, you have some emotional connections when you hear some stories from their backgrounds and you tell them your stories and they feel like, oh, this person trusts me and you build this special emotional bond, I would say. Can you share some of those stories that you love to tell and that people are excited to hear? Oh, my favorite one was probably from the US. I just arrived to Des Moines in Iowa and it was August and we had this Iowa State Fair and Midwest. It's it's quite different. And they have their own, uh, what they like, what they like to eat. And we tried street food. And my host family, they bring me something that looks like chicken nuggets. And I did not expect anything extraordinary. But apparently it turned out to be fried butter. I just remember the moment. And it, it was just so funny. Uh, and my family... From the as they kept telling me like the face <laughs> I made that it was just so unexpected and you you would never ever try fried butter anywhere except from this uh, state fair and people love this story 
it was just it was really funny i'm hearing that's a great story and i'm hearing that people are really like a primary focus and focal point in your life can you share more and whether you're more of the isolated introverted kind or you were and you said there was a turning point and you became extroverted well how do you view people's importance in your life yes yeah, so i would say i used to be introverted probably because i was shy but then i started enjoying people because every person brings something new to your life and from the us and then you see that there are people all over the world even in your hometown in my hometown in ukraine i met many foreigners and i think people is something that keeps me going because i enjoy their interaction i study international communication so of course i have to communicate with people and i love to communicate with clients from my work it's just they give you this special energy like interaction with people like charges me and i have my social battery and my energy battery full again and that's why i just keep talking to new people because there's so many amazing stories from them and i share mine my fried butter story and everyone loves it so just people keep me going their energy it's really important for me yes they recharge your social energy and you mentioned that when you go to different places and you learn about people it will open doors in the future well are you someone who you already know what you want to do in the future or do you keep options open and look at the different doors that will open over time and then you will let the future tell you what to do next well uh to be honest i do not know what i want to do and every time i pl- i plan like globally it goes completely a different way and that's why i kind of i try to plan but i go with the flow because nowadays especially it's really really hard to predict where you will be next what you're going to do but i know that i want to work with people maybe work in human resources i really really want to try it myself there and see how it goes but when it comes to country for example I don't know. I've been thinking about returning to Ukraine to see how it goes there now and I really miss Ukraine frankly speaking and I want to share my experience there about all the other countries I've been to and share it with Ukrainians in my hometown and in all other Ukrainian towns. Great. So a part of you wishes to return to Ukraine to see how it goes and to share the stories you had from all other countries with people from your hometown and all other cities and towns in Ukraine correct yes that's that's true because when you go abroad i think it helped me realize how much potential ukraine has and how amazing it would be to help Ukraine to show this potential by working there by implementing something because Ukrainian people are so so talented and I love meeting Ukrainian people 
um, abroad, especially in Milan, there are many Ukrainians and they're just so impressive. Every person you meet, it's a new story. And I realize that Ukrainian has huge amount of talent there and it just needs some push there, some new startups, I think. And Ukraine could be really, really a, an amazing place to live. Yes. So you will be part of that push <laughs> and then to support Ukraine and become an even more amazing. And when you're not working or presenting or communicating with people about your stories and hearing their stories, what kind of hobbies or things do you really enjoy doing? Well, when I have some free time, sometimes I just like to rest. And recently I started liking psychology and I just read books about psychology and it's very interesting. Actually, my mom gave me this idea because she was an accountant for her full, whole life. And two years ago, she got her degree in psychology. And that's why I started learning about psychology as well. And it's just really, really interesting and it helps me in my university life, in my work life. What else I do? I like to travel. Well, of course, not now because there is COVID. But when there wasn't, it's nice to go to new places, to try their food, to to see new people or to see people you've met before. Uh, and you just go there to visit. So I try to, I try to do something, to go somewhere to kind of distract myself from work and from study and I, when I have some free time I like to spend it by myself too because I spend so much time with people that sometimes you really need that silence just stay um, by yourself like go for a walk read a book just some self-care time that's that's really important for me too self-care time and you mentioned that psychology helped you in your university life and in your work. Well, what two or three psychological lessons or ideas do you think were valuable to you that maybe you can explain and share and express to the audience? Well, psychological, it was, I think the main lesson I learned is that people might see the same thing differently, even though you look at the same thing. And it's important not to get stressed about something, but start talking about it. And just talking about something, it solves so many problems because when you kind of keep it to yourself, it gets like a snowball and then turns out to a big problem. For example, in group project for university or some project from work. So the most important is just to keep talking and to talk about how you feel. And it's important also to give a valuable feedback, not to criticize a person, but to criticize um, some actions that was done wrong. And it saves many relationships in university and it saves many uh, nerves. That's, that's what I learned. That's what keeps me going, keeps me going through university and work. Thank you. And since you're specializing in communication, what do you feel or think most people who are not studying communication 
make as mistakes when communicating and what kind of tips or advice you can give to people and listeners so that they communicate better? I think that many people see things as black and white and they take their uh, opinion and they do not want to see the thing from different sides, but it's really important to listen to another person's opinion. And sometimes it turns out that, yes, you might change your opinion about it. And when it comes to project, you might find a new way to find a solution, which is much less time consuming and much more convenient for everyone. So I think that's important to be flexible. What else? I think what else is important when working with people is patience because not people, not all the people think the same way you do, not people work at the same speed you do and just staying calm and patient. And again, just talking about your feelings, it's important not talking only about work because many people appreciate when you take time to talk about their well-being, especially during COVID times. Many people are in lockdown and they might feel lonely or isolated. And it's important to check with your co-workers or with people from university to see how they're doing because for many extroverts and for me too, these um, lockdowns, they were really, really hard. And it's, it's important to stay in touch even when you cannot see, but just to check how people are doing. Stay in touch and check how people are doing. And this pandemic affected a lot of people, whether you or extroverts and then i have to ask why did you separate you don't consider yourself 100 percent a pure extrovert that's one question and second you seem to be a very productive person what are your best productivity tips and ideas that maybe you can share as well okay first question i do not consider myself as complete extrovert i think mostly i am an extrovert but some tasks I prefer to do by myself to just focus on my own ideas. And of course, I need some time off from people. So I would say I'm like 70, 30 uh, in favor of extrovert. And what keeps me productive? I like to plan small tasks to have the list of all the tasks and put like three to four important tasks per day and uh, get those tasks done and then reward myself with something. I think now reward is really important because it keeps me more uh, happy because I- Wait, wait, wait. What are your favorite rewards that keep you happy? My favorite rewards is to- to have uh, like a dinner out with my friends on a weekday, for example, Wednesday evening, or just to spend some time watching a movie or go get something, some snacks and enjoy doing nothing. That's the best reward. Yes, doing nothing. 
that's the best reward. And since you mentioned dinner and snacks and you're in Italy and in Milano, which probably means you have access to the best food in the world, or maybe some will say Ukrainian food is as good, but let's focus on Milano and Italy. When it comes to snacks and food and maybe gelato or pizza or I don't know what are your favorite things, first, do you feel and think that Italian food in Italy tastes better than Italian food made in Italian restaurants in other countries? And second, what impressed you as the most delicious that became your favorite dish from Italian cuisine there? Okay, so about Italian food, of course, it is amazing. And when you go to a restaurant, I think it's kind of psychological that you feel like it's more delicious than, for example, Italian restaurants somewhere else in the world because you go and you get this Italian atmosphere and everyone speaks Italian and you feel, yeah, this is really Italian authentic and it's Italian food is is amazing and especially when it is in Milan it is fantastic your favorite Italian meals especially maybe you discovered something when you were in Milano that became your new favorite dish or snack or dessert etc I think that my favorite here is crepes it's like a thing pancake of course we have the same thing in Ukraine but here they are just obsessed with those pancakes and they put different fillings and like bananas, Nutella and ice cream inside. And it's just, it's amazing, like warm pancake with uh, cold ice cream. I, I prefer sweets over some uh, salty foods. So I think it's actually French, crepe. But do you have that in Ukraine? And if so, what is it called in Ukrainian? Yeah, it is It is French, but in Milan, they're just obsessed with it and they put their thought in making crepes. And in Ukraine, yes, we do. And it's called uh, Mlinti. And it's basically the same the same thing. And I love I love Mlinti in Ukraine. That's probably why I loved uh, crepes here. Just awesome. And are you more of someone who enjoys to go to a restaurant, of course, to enjoy the Italian food? Or did you take classes and have curiosity about learning how to cook through Italian people and Italian teachers teaching you the authentic methods? I really enjoy going to the restaurants when restaurants were open, of course. But I think the biggest teachers here in Italy were Italians who lived in the same student residence as me. And when you have dinner, they just cook. Uh, So you cook together and they share some uh, tips how to make pasta and how to do that and to do this. And there sometimes can be really, really rough and say uh, rude things, but that just teaches you their ways and you pay attention to some new Italian ways how to cook. So those were the best peer teachers for me here, I think. 
Yes, Italian students who are in the same student residence, correct? Yeah. And you mentioned that watching a movie can be also one of the rewards, correct? Yes. Do you have a favorite movie or genre or kind of movies that really, really uh, give you the feelings that you like? I think that my favorite genre is thrillers and some documentaries. I just like this excitement, the tension that keeps going on. So some classic movies like Seven or Case Number 39 or The Sixth Sense. It's just um, I enjoy the, the excitement and it keeps you kind of tense through the whole movie. Or my, my another favorite one was Gun Girl and those unexpected endings in the movies. That's what, that's what I like. Thank you. So how do you choose a movie? Because if it's intriguing and there is an unexpected ending, well, if you read comments where they say, wow, I love this movie, the ending was unexpected, you will know there is an unexpected ending. So how do you choose without spoiling movies for yourself? Well, I ask recommendations of my family, of my friends, because they know I like thrillers. And yes, they might say the ending is unexpected, but sometimes it's so unexpected. So you you expect something and then it goes absolutely different way. And it's just amazing how you make an assumption but then it's completely false and it goes different direction. So even though they spoil that, it might be unexpected. Sometimes it's just unexpected to the extent that you cannot imagine. Thank you. So you love thrillers, movies that have intrigue and suspense and that keep you excited, not knowing what will happen next and then surprise you in some way. Is this correct? Yes, yes, that is, that is true. Keeps me going. Yes, and in addition to this, do, did you learn some lessons from movies somehow that shaped your view of the world and they were all thanks to something you learned from some movies, whether specifically you can remember or you don't remember the movies, but you remember that your life perspective changed because of cinema and uh, stories told in movies? I would not say that cinema really shaped me because as I watched uh, thrillers, it's mostly about some murders and stuff, so I better not take any lessons uh, from this. But what is exciting is um, how people come up with those plants and you would never ever think about it but that just people are so talented in different ways and how they can make some some new ideas and you keep thinking about it and sometimes those ideas are scary because again it's thrillers but it's just fascinating how broad a human human's imagination is how broad human's imagination is. And well, in, in a way, movies are stories, correct? Yeah. So how similar is that 
to when people share the stories that un are unexpected from different parts of the world and you share in stories like the um, butter um, fried butter story etc how similar is that to the thriller movies and the movies that show the human imagination i think that it's very similar i wouldn't call my life similar to thrillers thank god but it's just it's just amazing and i think if you combine all of my stories all of my friends stories we could make we actually talked about it that we could make some tv show and to just dedicate uh, an episode per person so it's little comedy and maybe we will do it in the future who knows but just combining all of the stories we realize that there is so much information that of course it it can become the whole tv show and in this tv show would you be an actress would you be a director would you be a writer or what would be your role when you imagine yourself making this happen i see myself probably when it comes to episodes with me i would be the actress because i lived through those moments so i can show the emotions and what i did the best and maybe i could write some plots probably too i don't know but mainly an actress of course and in other parts of your life do you have fascination with acting performance and how actors approach subjects and convey emotions I took a drama and theater class in my American high school and I realized how hard it is to be an actor to show some emotions that you don't feel at that moment but you need to show them and it was that was such an amazing experience to control your body language to control your face expressions it was one of the best classes I've taken in the US and uh, actors they do huge work working on their emotions because it's really really hard to show something that never happened for example so their work is just fascinating for me Thank you and were there a few lessons or one even from that class that you took and apply in your communication studies and in presentations when you're sharing well the class i would say it was more for for fun but it showed me how important it is to show your emotions and that people feel much more comfortable when you show true yourself and that you should not be ashamed of acting the way you want to act and it's just really interactive it was such an interactive class and it just brings me joy every time i think about this class and other classes in the us that i took that i i didn't have a chance to take in ukraine because they did not exist but yeah there were many fun classes that i had a chance to take thank you and you mentioned about showing emotions and the importance of showing your true self etc you meet a lot of people do you believe that most people that you meet or in the world 
show their true emotions and their true selves or are more reserved? Or what is your opinion and experience and perspective about the state of humanity all around you? Well, when it comes to me, I think when I meet people, of course, when you meet people for the first time, they're more reserved. They do not know how to act around you. But then when you keep interacting, you keep talking to them and they start showing their emotions. And I absolutely love it because I see that this this person is not embarrassed to act funny around me. And my my circle of friends, they're really open to me, as I think. And humans in general, again, I think it depends on the culture. Maybe in Ukraine, I would say that people are more used to hiding their emotions. And here in Italy, people are just so open and they tell some personal things or some personal stories on the first day you meet them. This is the difference I noticed between Ukraine and Italy. Great. And you said when you speak with someone new, at first they don't know how to act around you, but when they show their real emotions, that's something great, correct? Yes, I think when you meet a person... Again, I might start acting like myself, be more open first, and person starts feeling comfortable around me and joins me in acting like they want to act. So I think initiative is important when it comes to become becoming close friends. Thank you. And then how is that process? It sounds to me a lot similar to you when you give a presentation you share or take the initiative. And then when people give you feedback that shows they have thought about the ideas, that is similar to the person showing you their real emotions rather than being reserved. And the fact that you can help them in your presentation to give feedback, that's like helping a new person let go of reservedness or timidity and show their emotions are they related is this a fair understanding i would say that this is really fair to compare even though face-to-face interaction is more interactive of course but when you give presentation you challenge people's minds and they start thinking about things and they express their ideas to give feedback to you and Maybe for some people, giving feedback to a presentation is the first step to be more open-minded and maybe next time they're going to be more sociable and they will just share those opinions while talking to another person, not while just giving feedback to a lecturer. Great. You mentioned open-minded now. And early on, you said that travel helps people become more open-minded. It seems to be something important for you. And even now you mentioned that you contribute to making people open-minded even a little bit. So next time with someone else, they become more open-minded. So it seems that helping people in the world become more open-minded is something you value. Can you comment on open-mindedness, what it means to you, whether making the world more open-minded is important for you? And why? Yes, I think 
being open-minded for me it's really really important because when you're open to new ideas you consider new ways of doing something you start listening to people who have completely different views and you realize yes it might be even better than my ways and you combine those ways and it just really really speeds up the progress of something you're doing And it's important to not judge people on the first meeting and just give it some time and then discuss something and exchange this knowledge and ideas. And the most important thing is just, again, that while working with people from different cultures and with different ideas, you become much more productive and you can complete a task much more faster than you could by doing it by yourself. Sometimes when you say when you work with right people, that means like two plus two is five, not four. So your group um, power is much more stronger than if you worked but by yourself. So I think it's important to find some people to work with because it can really, really make great impact impact people to work with which probably relates to community which is what you did for most of your life well can you comment on that impact two plus two equal five increase in your power and how was that a factor in your life and in your initiatives and projects when it comes to projects you know that you have your weak points and some persons that you work with those person those persons are strong point uh, sides and when you work together you just become much more effective and you're just happy that this project turns out so well and it brought you so much joy and when you present it to people you see that people are excited about it and they love it and maybe next time those people are gonna join you in working on the next project i think it's very important to engage people so they see how it works Um, many people are scared that it's complicated and time consuming and not worth it but they see that it's really fun and you make new connections new experience and next time they join your team and your team gets bigger and bigger and more people are participating in this. And that's that's what I love when people join you in doing something that you motivated someone to do something that they've never done before. When you've motivated someone to do something they've never done before and join you in your projects, which sounds very similar to when you meet someone reserved, and you act in the way that they're afraid to act, and they join you in that way, and it feels good to you. So is this a correct understanding that that same pattern is there in both places, whether on an interpersonal level or a project level? Exactly. I think it's, it's really important to me to see that those people who were kind of anxious to start something and then you show them you go first you initiate that it's 
something real fun and then they do it and it just brings me so much happiness to see them become more sociable and you feel like you did a really good job by helping someone to show their creativity or show how great they are. Thank you. And we could speak on for a long time, but to begin ending and finishing, one thing, if you were to give advice or share a lesson or some wise thoughts with the listeners now that come from your heart, what would you share? Well, as far as my experience goes and maybe some things that I regret I didn't do, I would recommend to say yes to every opportunity that faces you, even though it might sound scary, but just say yes and it's going to be the best experience and you're going to regret that you didn't do it. But if you did it, you would just be so proud that you overcame your shyness and you put some work in it. So it's just really important to not reject the opportunities that face you, but just to say yes and then go with the flow and see how it goes. Which reminds me of the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, I think that's the name, where he says yes to everything. And it's a great attitude to have in life, although that one is a comedy but the principle holds true. Then, okay, about Ukraine, and you're somewhat experienced in sharing about what Ukraine is, your thoughts on Ukraine, etc. If you were now to share with foreigners who never visited Ukraine about the culture, the people, your favorite things, what would you say? I would say that's what I say to foreigners I meet who do not know about Ukraine much, that Ukraine is such a treasure and that many people do not think about it, but it's definitely worth the try and how amazing Ukraine is when it comes to traveling, how many uh, places you can see, amazing cities, you can see the mountains, you can go to the seaside how rich the culture is, how intelligent the people are. I think this is the most fascinating thing about Ukraine to me, how smart people are. And you'll always find something to discuss, especially with youth nowadays, how open-minded they are, how hardworking they are. And that is just amazing and every person who met Ukrainian person says yes they're so so smart and so hardworking and it's just something about something about Ukraine that all the people are extremely extremely clever that's that's what I love about them I agree with you 1000 percent that was a very true observation and if people want to continue this conversation to connect with you to follow you, to know what you're about and what you're working on, what are the best links for them to go? And I will put in the description as well. The best one is probably Instagram. If it's some casual talk or people want to just 
discover something, maybe LinkedIn, if it's more professional, and Facebook, just the classic um, social media that everyone has. But probably the one I spend most time is Instagram. Thank you, Lisa. It was a pleasure and a great, great time together. And I wish you a brilliant day. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it.